a factual data creation facility production. Welcome to the Straight From The Desk podcast, a podcast where I discuss but three things. Two are topical, while the last can be considered as flexible. So sit back and enjoy. If you like what you hear, click on that donation link, which can be found within the show notes. Any donation will be appreciated. So let's get started. How are you doing today? First up, you know the old saying, if you can't beat them, sue them and cancel them. In this case, the target is Fox News. House Democrats and their non-governmental organization, Lackeys, have been trying for years to get rid of Fox by, well, in the case of most Democrat Party House and Senate members, not appearing on the cable network. And at the same time, the NGOs have tried to pressure advertisers to pull their ads and therefore attempting to bankrupt Fox News. This combined effort has recently gained steam amongst many Democratic House members due to the discovery phase of the lawsuit against Fox by the controversial voting machine provider Dominion. It was disclosed that Fox allegedly shared the Biden election ad strategy with the Trump campaign during the 2020 election. Allegedly, though, many of Fox's top news hosts had doubts about the accusations of voter fraud, they continued to report on those accusations as if they were true. This cabal of politicians and their NGO operatives have been successful in the past in pressuring cable, satellite, and streaming services to drop One American News, also known as OAN, and Newsmax from their channel lineup. Both news networks are considered right-leaning in their political reporting. Those two networks were easy targets compared to Fox because they are relatively small and considered niche players. Fox News Network's competing networks, CNN and MSNBC, devote significant time slamming Fox and would have everything to gain by the demise of that news network. Now, I don't think that many Fox News viewers would start watching those two Democratic Party-aligned, agenda-driven, far-left news networks. In my opinion, this combined and concerted effort to pressure cable, satellite, and streaming services to rid the airwaves of Fox and any other news organizations considered to be conservatives are to eliminate any challenge to the Democratic National Committee and their party rule. Also, stifle any resistance to Democratic Party goals. Hey, doesn't this all smack of totalitarian forms of government? The Communist Party of China, Soviets and National Socialist Workers' Party of Germany, better known as Nazis, comes to mind. Next, in more Democratic Party debauchery, United States Air Force service records were improperly released to a Democratic National Committee-hired firm called the Due Diligence Group, which is a Democratic Party operative-founded research firm which targets Republican congressmen and candidates. By law, if that still counts for anything these days, the subjects of those records would have to agree to have those records released to third parties, as well as being signed off on by supervisors within the releasing source. In this case, none of the targets of this so-called research group consented to have their service records released. The Air Force claims these service records were released in error and there was nothing political about the incident. You know, being a former military and government worker, 
I can tell you that the unauthorized release of personal information is taken very seriously and all members of the military and civilian government workers are trained and tested yearly on this subject. It is drilled into you and you are told the consequences of illegally doing so. These consequences include thousands of dollars in fines and jail time. To coin an old phrase, something is rotten in Denmark. There's more to the story than has come to light. I haven't seen any update to this story, so I hope the employee that released these records was fired along with the supervisor who authorized the release. And that the victims of this crime, and there's no doubt that it was a crime, have initiated lawsuits against the due diligence firm, the Department of the Air Force, and the Department of Defense. Finally, with the ongoing attacks on dissenting news sources, unauthorized releases of personal information, and the censoring of speech by big tech at the behest of the government, political parties, and their operatives, perhaps it's time to bring back an old hobby of mine, and once upon a time, a hobby of many others. What I'm talking about is shortwave radio broadcasting and listening. I got into listening to shortwave broadcasts early in the 1980s, though I don't recall the impetus of that decision. By doing so, I was treated to a worldview which featured a cornucopia of viewpoints, both foreign and domestic. Now, I'm not talking about the propaganda spewing out from government-backed broadcasters like Radio Moscow and the like, though I did like Radio Peking because they hated everybody. Back in those days, there were U.S.-based shortwave broadcasters of all political ilks that filled the airwaves. Chuck Harder and his For the People show comes to mind here. Now, if you don't know who he was, feel free to look him up. He was a talk radio pioneer who gets little credit for his contributions to the genre. He passed away back in 2018 with little to no fanfare from the radio industry. I guess podcasts have taken the place of broadcast shows such as this, but there's something about a live show that podcasts just can't match. Podcasts are like time-shifting radio and television programs. The immediacy of a live broadcast is lost. Currently, most official government broadcasters have ceased operations. Instead, they use the internet to broadcast and podcast to hit their main points, knee propaganda. These days, the shortwave broadcast bands are filled with religious fanatics and other lunatics who are able to scrape up the fees to buy airtime on the remaining underutilized shortwave transmitters, which are struggling to stay in business. Well, I see an opportunity for unbiased news reporting using shortwave. The hardware is cheap, and it doesn't need an internet connection in order to be used. And there's something to be said about that. Anyhow, I recommend every household have at least one radio capable of receiving the shortwave broadcast band available in case of emergencies, where the internet might not be available. What do you think? Well, that'll do it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. You can send comments, suggestions, or complaints to sftdpod23 at gmail.com. So take care, and I'll see you later. <laughs>